So here is a sound sample of episode 152. Now, normally I start these with the beginning of the episode, but the first 20 minutes of this episode are actually so secret that I cannot release them in the public domain. So I did something different, which is I took a section from the middle of the episode for you guys to enjoy. It's its own little standalone portion of a segment, so you'll still enjoy hearing the 25 minutes of it or whatever, but I couldn't do it like I normally do because of the sensitivity of the first 20 minutes of the show. So anyway, a little bit different this week, but I hope you understand. And of course, if you want to get it, go in the Patreon. It's only $6 a month. Just do it. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. And we're back with part two of Reality Diamond Freddy, who casted for P.K. Kemsley's new show, Selling Super Houses, and he's spilling the tea. So what did you think about the trailer? Because this is my segue into PK's new show. What did you think about Dorit Kemsley and PK Kemsley seemingly having marital problems creep its ugly head on the trailer? Well, to me, I obviously wasn't surprised that this would definitely be a plot in this season because Erica did hint before the reunion came back about two months before that there was going to be, she was going to be arguing with Dorit over Erica's comment that she made on that panel at, at BravoCon last year, where she was asked, who do you think is the most likely to get divorced next? And Erica says Dorit and PK. That caused a lot of tension. Now, Erica revealed about a couple of weeks ago that Dorit was really angry about it and they got into arguments about it a lot this season. It was to do with the fact that actually Dorit and PK were going through a lot of marital issues then. And that was why it was so triggering for Dorit, supposedly. Well, I wonder if that's why my poster, you know, that poster I posted that wasn't me, it was like some other fan made it and it was a picture of Dorit and Mauricio because <laughs> like in love or something. An affair to remember. That's what it said. An affair to remember. And yes. I posted it and Dorit freaked out, came into my feed and all this stuff. And everyone was like, oh my God, you struck a real chord for her to do that. Right. And I was like, I didn't even make the poster. Some other fan did. And I liked it because I it actually really represented what the fans were saying about the edit to do with Dorit and Mauricio, that they were constantly touchy feely with chemistry and flirting, frankly. And so I thought it was great. I didn't say it was true. I didn't make it, you know, in any way, but they tried to make it like I did, whatever. But maybe that's why Dorit freaked out so badly because truthfully, she was really estranged from PK. And the other thing is that we'll, we'll talk obviously about it more, but in PK's show he did in the UK, Dorit didn't appear in it in the way I thought she would. She appeared a lot less than I thought she would. Me too. Oh my God. Oh, first of all, before we move on, how serious do you think the trouble in their marriage is on a scale to one to 10? I think there is quite a lot of problems and maybe it, maybe it won't be for the same reasons that they're trying to make out it is. The vibe I get is, you know, the marital issues are Dorit sort of feels she's got PTSD from the robbery. PK sort of feels that some of the issues that Dorit are having are not PTSD and that it's just her being 
superficial, I think is what he said. Um, and that it's sort of her being materialistic and depressed that, I don't know, some Birkin of hers got stolen or, you know, that type of thing. And I think Dorit's probably feeling, you know, PK wasn't there. He was in London begging Channel 4 to air his show. <laughs> and, you know... They're looking he, for a real estate partner. <laughs> and that he he wasn't there, so he doesn't know what Dorit experienced. And I think Dorit feels that this is the breakdown. She feels that PK thinks he understands what happened, but he doesn't because he wasn't there in the house in that situation. And she probably wonders if he cheats when he goes to England for long periods of time. And and if he was, then, you know, since he was away, then it would mean that while she was being robbed, potentially he could have been cheating with somebody. Just saying, it's a possibility. She could think that. Maybe. And I think particularly if, you know, after that, then, if there were marital issues before that... I think that's definitely the type of thing if that is the thing you worry about if you've got problems with your marriage. I, I reckon that is a concern for a lot of people, whether it's them or, you know, your average couple on the street that are having problems with their marriage. So I think the other thing with uh, Dorit and PK is that money, I reckon, it plays a big part in their marital issues as well. I sort of get the vibe, maybe, that PK sort of made out to Dorit that he was this big shot in London and he had all these assets and managed, you know, these football clubs and things like that. He worked, he was like on the board of these football clubs, etc. And the reality is, is that, yeah, he used to be this really successful guy, but he wasn't anymore. And I, and I think with Dorit, I think she sort of, maybe she feels conned by PK in a way that, she was sort of promised a life that isn't really the case. I mean, I, I just... I love that idea. I love that uh, speculation. I think I it's mean, great. I don't believe he earns more. PK earns more than Dorit at the moment. I think he hid assets when he left the UK, but I don't think Dorit has any knowledge of them. I think PK does. He has rainy day assets, my opinion. Yeah, he could do. And I mean, he could have done that in like Tel Aviv or, or somewhere like that. You know, who knows? He could do it in the US in a trust. UK bankruptcy yeah. court is never finding it here. So. You, never, you never know what's happened. You know, I think Dorit thought that they'd be, you know, the type of couple that would be living in a $20 million mansion in Bel Air type thing, not a six and a half million dollar house in the valley in Encino that they own one eleventh of. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the show. You ready? I feel like that's a good segue into the show now. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So uh, PK's show comes out. It's calling what? Selling Super House, right? Or Super Prime? It's called Selling Super Houses. Okay. So it's called Selling Super Houses. And I watched a few of the episodes so I could do this show better with you, Freddie. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> did. I wasn't sure whether you'd actually be able to watch the show or not, obviously, because I don't think Channel 4 airs in, in Florida. It doesn't air in the U.S. However, I have my secret ways. <laughs> Just like yeah. I get secret information, I get secret shows. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Well, that is good. We can really like pack stuff in and talk about this then if you... Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, both you and I were surprised that Dorit plays a smaller role in the show than we expected. I thought that was an excellent point that you brought up earlier regarding, you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills general conversation. I was also really surprised about that. I was also surprised that PK drags Kyle in the trailer for the show. Now you've got to pay attention to this drag. So I'm going to tell you, Freddie, this is so insane. But on trailer, which they start the show every episode with, on episode one through five, PK Kemsley says, and I happen to be married to a real housewife of Beverly Hills, Dorit Kemsley, except on the season finale, episode six, he says, and they changed the trailer, and I happen to be married to the queen of Beverly Hills, Dorit Kemsley, okay? The queen. This, I believe, is intentional, and I think PK did it as a dig. It's in only the finale, which would obviously be the most downloaded version of the show. Why would he suddenly change the trailer? In the last episode, this is why I believe this is a drag. I'm going to play you both, not the whole trailer, just the beginning so you guys can hear it for yourself. Here is episode one through five's trailer of the introduction of Dorit Kemsley. I'm going to play it now. I'm PK, serial entrepreneur and property mogul. I started with nothing and I created a billion dollar real estate company. I also happen to be married to a real housewife of Beverly Hills, Dorit Kemsley. Here's the trailer for the season finale episode introducing Dorit Kemsley. I'm PK, serial entrepreneur and property mogul. I started with nothing and I created a billion dollar real estate company. I also happen to be married to the queen of Beverly Hills, Dorit Kemsley herself. So excited you're here. After 13 years in LA, I'm setting up a new super prime property division on my home turf. The UK property industry is asleep. I'm coming back to London and I'm going to open the ultimate super prime agency. All right. So you guys, did you hear what he says? He says Dorit Kemsley is the queen of Beverly Hills. Now, who has always said in her tagline, she's the queen? Lisa Vanderpump has. No, Kyle did recently. This town is a game of chess, but no one's taken this queen down. Okay, Kyle has, but I do actually think that that dig is towards Lisa Vanderpump because... As we know, PK was very good friends with both Lisa and Ken when they lived in London and PK was married to his ex-wife. And then they hadn't seen each other for a few years. Then PK and Dorit moved to LA and they sort of got back in touch with Lisa again and their friendship sort of blossomed again. And then they obviously fell out. And then since that falling out, um, you know, PK has found every opportunity to try and you know, disrespect Lisa Vanderpump and, you know, talk to and, and just sort of make digs at her. Like he commented on Lisa Renner's post a year or two ago, you're not the moaning Lisa. 
um, and, and things like that. Obviously, that party that Dorit and PK had at their house on it was either last season or the season before on Beverly Hills. And there was that guy, the one that pushed Ken into the pool when um, when they had that party for Ken in their Oak Pass Roadhouse. And he's not friends with them. And they're, and PK was like laughing about how like they both have like ditched Lisa Vanderpump as a friend and things like that. And so I think because of all those things, PK was his diss was aimed at Lisa Vanderpump. Okay, so here's why I think it's Kyle Richards. <laughs> so first of all, Kyle always said I'll never use like that I'm the queen in a tagline. And then finally, I don't know if it was last season or the season before last season, but it was really recently. She did. And the fans went crazy because they were like Kyle said she'd never call herself the queen or whatever, and here she is, right? So that tagline, you know, for me is more recently attached to Kyle Richards. If you add to that the fact that we think or know that Mauricio Umansky was originally doing this TV show with PK, and then we think he backed out and did the show with Netflix instead that he's the star of and his show comes out first and all that while PK is floundering around trying to refigure out the show without Mauricio. It would be a real F you to Mauricio to put something like that in this show because Mauricio betrayed him over the show. If that was true from what we thought from before, remember? Plus, if there's another season, R.I.B., PK's agency, he's just launched in this show in the UK, will be a competitor to the agency London or UK, which... Who knows? Maybe we'll see something appear on Netflix about that in the future as well. And so now they're rivals, both behind the camera and in front of it. Yeah, no, I remember. Uh, yeah, of course. So I like, imagine if you're doing I, a show show with me and then you pull out to do a bigger, better deal and leave me effed on my show. Then I hustle a show together. Believe me, there's going to be an F you to you, Freddie, in there. The thing is, is PK didn't like the fact he had to do more crafting because when I was sort of sold the pitch and I was messaged about it by this this quite big casting producer woman, like she she found the original Real Housewives of Cheshire for the first season, yeah, first season of Made in Chelsea, like she found. She found people for like some of the big TV shows in the UK, this woman. And what I was told was that the the premise of the show was that Mauricio was going to be setting up the agency in somewhere, some luxury area in London, like Knightsbridge or Kensington or, you know, Mayfair, that type of place. And that PK would be the head of the agency in London and that we and then that he'd be having like six or eight people that would be sort of getting a job at the agency we'd all that everyone would be a trainee and you'd be they'd be seeing how you sell houses whereas that changed he was then meant to be working 
with this woman called Becky Fatamini as well for Rockstone, the Rockstone Agency, which is a, a luxury estate agency based in Marlebone. And then he ended up doing this this show that he's done with a group called Robert Irving Burns or RIB as they've now branded themselves as. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gone through a lot of different reiterations to say well and Mauricio obviously pulled out which had to have hurt PK's ego sorry but it had to have destroyed PK's ego because the only thing he could think of is that Mauricio didn't want to do the show with them because of his financial troubles in the UK and Mauricio didn't want to be branding the agency London you know with PK who screwed a bunch of banks over during the 2008 crash right? To do with real estate. So I think Mauricio didn't want that branding after he learned how much people still remember it in the UK. Yeah. And I I mean, PK still, I think, has lawsuits, you know, on him that banks he never paid to to be a new estate agency in, in London. And you've got someone that's head of that company. A lot of people don't trust you, don't like you, and consider you a bit of a crook. Your estate agency is not going to be taking off, and yeah, I I, I agree with you, Dana. Like, um, um, you know, Mauricio is not a stupid guy. I mean, I mean, look how quickly he's managed to build the agency. You know, he figured that having PK would be a, an incredibly bad business decision for him. Yeah, so he pulls out, hurts PK's ego, puts PK in like a spiral. PK now has to hustle. He was really close to probably getting a deal. And now he's got to hustle a whole new scenario, which he does and he manages, but it's hard. And I do believe that he positioned Dorit Kemsley as the queen of Beverly Hills to be like, screw you, Mauricio and Kyle. I do. And I know that he would know that that would piss Kyle off. Okay, because there's no way that Dorit out of all the cast members is the queen of Beverly Hills. In, exactly. in in the context of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's only yeah. one OG. That would be the queen. That would be Kyle, not yeah. Dorit. Sorry. I mean, I think Kyle and Mauricio probably considered Dorit as the pauper of Beverly Hills. I, I Well, and let's add to that. Let's say that I'm correct. And when PK goes back to the UK, he might have Tris. Again, I'm speculating, right? But let's say that that gossip is true. If Kyle's already having problems in her marriage and all this stuff with cheating and, you know, thinking all these things that we now are coming to find out were happening, she's certainly not going to want Mauricio in London with PK, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Just saying, because birds of a feather flock together. And the same is true in the UK with the cliques of guys. They all have mistresses and whatever. And they all look the other way. For yeah. each other. Just and saying. I think the, yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing with Mauricio is now he's got this deal with Netflix. I think he will set up an office in London because it's a massive market and he's everywhere in the United States. You know, he's in he is in Europe, in Amsterdam. I think he will go to London at some stage and I think he, because there's, you know, we're seeing more real estate shows that are being shown here in the UK. Um, 
uh, we obviously nest seekers did that one with the bbc that was that they came up with that concept after pk but launched it the their show before him yeah i think mauricio if he was to set up an agency in the uk or in london he would he would make a deal with netflix uk and do a, a do a series about creating an agency here in london yeah and potentially be a competitor to the kemsleys i've always felt that they have felt a keeping up with the joneses with the umanskis always you know yeah. that's their social climb that's where they need to go next um now i want to talk about what the show is about quickly and who's in it <laughs> do you want to tell everybody what the show was about yeah i'm happy to tell everyone what the show's about so basically the show is about eight people the majority of them have never worked in real estate before and across six different episodes and they basically have to do different exercises relating to marketing properties staging properties and they're all fighting for a place to be able to join pk's ultimate super prime agency and get to work for him and it's all about appeasing PK and making PK happy. It's like a it, wet dream for PK. <laughs> yeah. And he looked like and he looked like a complete slob as well, I might add. I thought he didn't look good either. I'm so glad you said that. I'm not just dragging him. I felt I mean, like he didn't look he looked old. He looked uh like he'd been drinking a lot, in my opinion. And he looked like he was dressed hip, but it wasn't really professional, like clean, like UK, you know, snazzy. It's kind of yeah, like verbatim. I, mean, I mean, people that are working in super prime property. I mean, I have friends that work in super prime property and put it this way. They would not be showing a 10 million pound house in somewhere like south kensington in some louis vuitton tracksuit and some tracksuit jacket <laughs> that's hilarious he thought was acceptable to be doing i mean in this whole look that just isn't how you sell prime properties in london i mean even in la i mean if you look at the buying beverly hills mauricio wasn't wearing this get up none of the people in his team were wearing this get up at all and if PK thinks, yeah, well, I'm changing the real estate, age, you know, game here in London. Trust me, mate. No one's going to be following you on your dress sense to be selling super prime property like that. I thought that was so weird, too. One of the premises of PK coming to the UK is he wants to revolutionize the UK real estate market by bringing Beverly Hills and Los Angeles practices there that... That's how he's sort of distinguishing his show different than the other real estate shows in the UK. So people could see like sort of how LA would approach the UK market. I thought that was really bizarre. Um, I mean, I, I do believe it's happening in the UK, but to have him articulate it like that was odd to me. So there's eight contestants. David, I, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, Vaughan. Uh, David Vaughan. Okay, so there's David Vaughn. 
And he is basically a loser as a career. He's 41 and he's uh, coming on the show. Then there's Rabia, who's a complaints manager. Then there's Stacy, uh, the photographer, Colin, the surveyor. Uh, these are their jobs before uh, they become trainees for PK. Then we have Mariette, who's an executive assistant, Bobby, who's a property manager, Pam, who's a fashion designer, a single mom, but still carries a brand new Birkin, which I thought was really weird. She, no, she told Pam was telling us every single episode that she was an influencer. Yeah, but I mean, she had like a $20,000 Birkin. And in the episode one, she's like, I'm a single mom, like kind of struggling to make my way in the world. She must be something or it's a fake Birkin, which is more likely because there's lots of fake Birkins in the UK, guys. Lots of them. They cost about 1200 bucks and I can get you any Birkin. And then there's Reza, who's a customer relations person. But we later find out she's not really a customer relations person. She works as a casino host for Wales, which knowing PK is very interesting. For the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?